You know, I'm so thankful for the support system we have around us where, you know, I could pop in at True North and, and shoot the shit with Gary for a little bit. And he may not think I'm pulling stuff from that conversation, you know, but just being around him. And same thing with Jake and Julian and everyone else in the club. The Brew Roots Podcast is proudly affiliated with the Mass Brew Bros. Be sure to check out their website to stay up to date with all Mass Beer related news. Thanks for tuning in another episode of Brew Roots, where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me, as always, is Erica and Matt. What up? You know, I almost did the ham horn. Oh, did you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've been funny we did at the same time. What's up, guys? What's up? It's a little weird. We're together. We are together. I do admit, strange. we are at a six-foot distance. It was strange to begin with, but I feel like it's just so right now. Yeah. The energy's here. Ryan's always like, you guys have no energy. Well, he's been preaching that well, to you, us for weeks. And yeah, now looking at it in a two-dimensional space. Yeah, you understand now. It's yeah. a thing. I don't know. It's a thing. I kind of understand. Um, <laughs> she just doesn't want to drive. Basically. Was, <laughs> I'm really glad to be together, though. So what's Aww. up, everybody? This is awesome. Um, I'm doing great. Um, oh, are you? That's cool. I didn't yeah. ask. But Matt did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. I missed that. Kind of. Um, yeah, we, we drinking a lot of good brews lately. Um, you know, after our interview last week with David from Wormtown, which I hope you guys all enjoyed that. That was awesome. Uh, we also talked to Rob from the Mass Brew Bros and also eco-friendly beer drinker. That's right. Eco, even though my asshole no. self was like eco-friendly. No, I'm pretty sure that was Ryan. No, that was Matt. Oh, was it? Yeah, yep, it was God, Matt. Matt. Yeah. It's not always me, you know. Sorry, Rob. I always Rob. just assume it's you. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so after that interview, I'm like, I need to go get some Masshole right now. Right and now. That's what I did. Is I've been buying Masshole all week. Yeah. So yeah. Good. That episode, not that I needed any more validation that Massachusetts is the best beer state, but it, it really just basically like, confirmed it. It just for like you. drove the point home, and it was just like Mass is the best. Mass is the best. Yeah. I'm um, not even gonna try. I was. Super pumped. We always get alerts when we get a new rating. And uh, this is our first time actually reading one. Um, so a listener listened last week and said, in all honesty, it's a three-way tie between Mass, Vermont, and Maine. I've li- lived in Western Mass for five years, coming from NC, which I'm guessing is North Carolina. Good guess. Or <laughs> North Calgary. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was blown away by the high quality of beers in the New England states. But I'm new to the pod, and it's great. Lastly, the Mass Brew Bros kill it at promoting Mass Beer. Great collab. No pun intended. Well, That's thanks. That's a great review. Thank P. Dids 83. Yeah, those yeah. are the kind of reviews that we want to see on our podcast platforms. So if you haven't done one already, go and do one. We really want to know your feedback. Yeah. We have an awesome episode this week, and we recorded the episode... Before like, we no, did the intro. In person. So I can tell you that I'm so stoked on doing this episode um, because we got to talk with Ray from um, Rockport, Rockport Brewery. Yep. There you go. And I knew I was just doing that dramatic pause for the listeners. It's, it's not like, Shakespeare, bro. It's a podcast. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, and luckily, we got to try that beer before we even did the interview. And it's awesome. So good. Yeah. So good. But uh, I'm really excited. I We were talking off air. I, I love interviewing any brewery that you can but it, it feels a little bit more personal when we get to do a smaller brewery that's yeah. you know, just starting up and we get to l- more connect on that level 
not to say that you know if you have a big brewery we don't want to interview we you totally do. we do <laughs> but um it just feels like you know we can relate you know yeah, you know yeah, and, and, and the, the layman can relate um and we got a couple of those coming up we definitely do yeah we definitely do but uh more importantly what have you guys been drinking well rockport that's true yep what and having hatchet <laughs> from rockport and it's amazing um what else did i have recently i polished off the last two uh gilded skulls that i had Ooh, and uh nice. I, I, you finally soul. had um watering yeah. soul yeah I've been no break. matt you're you're a wizard it's so good yeah matt to the wizard it's yeah. very smooth yeah yeah uh, i i've been drinking uh Sylvaticus. Oh new... no! Wait, really? Oh, that <laughs> I know, right? That what, a, what a concept! <laughs> um, their new hopped lager, um, mm. fucking slaps. Mm. It really is. Um, I In went Ryan there. terms. It yes, slaps. Ryan terms. Yeah, I went there last week. Um, it was great to have a lot of their new beers, and they still have the Pink Boots beer on tap. So, so buy wanna, it if you want to support Pink Boots. Get Do at it, it at Sylvaticus. Let me tell you, that beer's wicked good. That beer that is kid, so good. That beer's wicked good, kid. No, <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> this is why mass beer is the best. Yeah, mark? yeah, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but uh, did you guys have you guys gone to any breweries uh, at a social distance? Uh, besides Sylvaticus and True North, I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. Um, I, I want to try this weekend to get out. Um, yeah. Actually, probably next weekend after the fourth. Yep. Um, and yeah, there's there's plenty of them open. You know, they have their outside patios open, their beer gardens. So, yep. yeah, I uh, stopped at Notch and got their uh, Salem Lager, and it was awesome. I still haven't had I that. It. I need I yep. need to get it. Yep. Once again, you guys stink at making beer over there at Notch. I'm just kidding. Boo. You guys make really <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chris Hearts, and Brian and all the team there. You guys X's make awesome and O's. beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not sponsored by us. No, we despite just what love people them. think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys doing anything great for the fourth? Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know. Boil some lobsters all day from eight to two, baby. Yeah, that's exciting. That's all about I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be working that night, but on the third, I'm gonna go for a hike with my dog. So that's, oh, that's exciting. Cool. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Yay. Um. Yeah. And then Matt, what are you doing? I, I'm doing nothing. I, cool. Uh, I, like I was going to go out on the boat, but I won't be going on the boat because it might rain. So. Oh, that's a good point. It True. is probably going to rain this weekend. Yeah. So, other than that, I'm going to drink mass beer. Excellent. And probably I'm going to try to get another four pack of Hatchet if it's not sold out already. Yeah. Sounds good. Which, fingers crossed. Yeah. For Ray. That it is that sold, it is sold out. out, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's it's like it always sucks when like a brewery launches a beer that you love and you're like, oh, I really hope they sell out of it, but it's like I also hope they don't for a selfish reason because you're like more of them. you're like, oh, I want all of it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I know what I'm drinking for the fourth. That's a lot of good Massachusetts beer. Yeah. Now I don't want to deviate from Massachusetts beer, but Allagash is celebrating their 25th anniversary. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. You can't. I really, on ten fingers, can't name too many things that have been around for twenty five years. Yeah. Well, you only have ten fingers, so. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, well, pull the fast one on me. I guess. I guess I do, but yeah. Congratulations, Algash. Cheers. Seriously. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of the main community, uh, brewing community, actually congratulate them too on social media, which is excellent. You know, and that just goes to show that the brewing community is top notch. I think yeah. we, I really want to get to this episode just because it's a good one. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a longer one. So make sure you guys listen all the way through to the end because 
it's really it's, it's really worth a good it. One. Yeah, it's worth it. I promise. It. So uh, before we do so, I'd just love for you guys to hear a word from our awesome sponsors. Cheers. 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 Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to ShirtsOnTap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. You looking to get into a new hobby? Oh, yeah. Sure thing. Well, Erica, where can we do that? Go down to Beer and Wine Hobby. Ooh. And what can we get there? Everything you need to start your homebrew journey. And we'll help you along that journey by using our promo code BREWROOTS to get 10% off your next order. Visit beer-wine.com to start your homebrew journey today. All right. We are finally in person. We are in person. I We're all in the same room. If I wasn't wearing oh my, my glasses, Ryan is so <laughs> far away that I would not be able to read that it says Hill Farmstead on his shirt, but I'm wearing my glasses, so thankfully. Nice. Okay. That just gives you an idea. We are six feet apart from each other. Yes. Social distancing. I have two beers next to me. Erica has a beer. Ryan has a beer. And then we have a foreign person here that I've never met before. Until now. Until now. Do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> sure. I didn't know if that was where I <laughs> step no, in no, or not. It is. Yeah. Go for it. So I am uh, Ray Pickup, the founder and brewer at Rockport Brewing Company. Yeah. So if you've been following us on Instagram, and if you don't, I definitely suggest you do. Um, we had a a tease this week of who our next guest was, and it wasn't really that sub- subtle. So it was, it was pretty Rock obvious. <laughs> Welcome to Rockport. So <laughs> what a giant map. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm super excited because uh, I have fond memories of. Not growing up, but going there with my parents. Uh, I grew up on the North Shore, and going to Rockport was always kind of a, a fun thing to do when I was younger. And uh, I remember kind of losing interest when I turned 21 because <laughs> weird. there's nothing else to do there other than eat strudel, look at beautiful landscape, and then look at awesome art. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure it's someone who's listening from Rockport's going to be like, you're an asshole, Matt. There's so much <laughs> shit to do there. There's amazing restaurants. There's amazing people. It's a working class town. But uh I'm very excited. So thank you. Appreciate More you having us. To hang yeah. out there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rockport, you know, I moved up there a little over five years ago with my wife, Joe. Um, my first experience there was during Hurricane Sandy back in 2012, and her family has been in the Gloucester area for hundreds of years, so she's very familiar there. Her family still has a, a place right on Long Beach, so she took me in there in December 2012. It was my first time there. Walk onto the beach. There's a dead whale two shipwrecks coming through the sand and then this chaos happening oh, over the ocean. And I'm like, we got to move here. I'm like, this place is unbelievable. And I grew up in South Boston. So, you know, I had obviously tons of exposure to the ocean, but never, I guess, uh, isolated exposure like, you know, Gloucester and Rockport yeah. as far as, uh, you know, ocean activities. And it was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. 
fell in love with it. So we had to we had to move there. Nice, nice. All right, so we got a little bit of your background, South Boston boy. Yes, um, but what was your first memory of beer? So my first memory of beer. I know this is the question you ask to everyone that comes in. So Favorite I was question. I was prepared for it, <laughs> even though it was an easy one. So where I grew up in South Boston, up City Point, we actually had backyards. Um, they weren't that big. But my aunt and uncle, I lived in a three-family. Uh, my aunt and uncle. Triple-decker? Yep, triple-decker and Salty. <laughs> uh, sometimes you got to, you know, lay out the terms so right. people understand what you're talking right. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really start getting into some, uh, you know, lingo. And then yeah, people are like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? you never seen the departed kid? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So my aunt, uncle, and cousins lived on the first floor. My grandmother lived on the second floor. And uh, my family lived on the third floor. So we were always tight growing up. My entire family lived on the street that I grew up on or, you know, pretty close by. So we were always tight growing up. And my earliest memory of beer is listening to oldies in the backyard, watching my aunt and uncle and all their crazy friends from the neighborhood play horseshoes and jump in the pool. And so my first memory is a butt heavy. <laughs> butt all heavy. Right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> listening to the Temptations, Supremes, nice. you know, Al, Marvin, you go through all of it. Yeah. You know, that's that's my first memory, and that's the first thing that I always think of when I think of beer. So I'm guessing the the Bud Heavies didn't form what you want to do in life. What what path did you go down for life before Rockport? So before Rockport Brewing, uh, you know, college didn't work out. I gave that the good old uh, college, college try. Right? Yep, yeah. and uh, right. <laughs> that didn't work out. And then I was started bartending and, uh, you know, barbacking, doing security in the restaurant industry. I was fortunate enough to work at the Cask and Flagon. And a few other places in Boston that were big that kind of exposed me to the business of, uh, you know, alcohol and industry and the whole thing. And I stopped bartending back in 2009. Um, at that point, you know, I'm a Union Glazer by trade. I'm a third generation Union Glazer and fourth generation Union member. So I kind of knew my path was always going to lead to local 1044 and District Council 35. So I joined when I was 22 years old right after. And as soon as I was done with my apprenticeship, you know, getting in a relationship at the time it just made sense to just get out of the the bartending industry because you know it's late nights early mornings a lot of partying you know i thought i was kind of done with that when i was uh getting to that age getting a little <laughs> long in the tooth in my uh mid-20s yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh you know i i focused on my career with you know my local 1044 and my glazing career and you know i eventually became an organizer with district council 35 i'm the business agent now and so that's my uh, that's my path before beer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where did uh, you find time to start homebrewing? So my wife and I, sitting on Long Beach, which is right uh, across the street from our house now in Rockport, sitting there just thinking of different amenities in Rockport that, you know, you always have to go to Gloucester for. So obviously, you know, being a dry town and everyone knowing that, we're like, oh, let's start a brewery. And it was kind of just a, no, I would say it. A, a light joke between all of us. Oh, let's start a brewery in Rockport. Everyone's in on it. Everyone's yeah, laughing. Ha ha, yeah. that will never happen. <laughs> but seriously, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, but, but seriously. And then I, I said it enough to my wife where she was like, all right, you either get a shit or get off the pot. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, so we went, uh, you know, I did a ton of research for probably over six to eight month period, just trying to get my legs under me. That's just the way I am. I needed to kind of know the direction before I kind of get there, even though it changes five times on the way. Nope, <laughs> and nope. it happens, you figure it out. So I went to uh, Gennaro's place, uh, Homebrew Supply. Yep. Beer and wine hobby. Yeah, beer and wine hobby. Just so. saying. <laughs> in, uh, in Woburn, and we got our first kit, and we kind of just off, off and running after that. Nice. 
you remember your first beer? I do. So we bought two kits. We bought a, a stout, a dry hour stout kit, and also a Belgian. And we didn't brew either of those. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I, really liked, I really like these styles, but that's not really what I want to do. And this is when True North uh, really came out with Northern Haze. And I'm like, I absolutely love New England IPAs. I want to do that. I really want to try it out. I know it's probably going to be difficult just because of the style and, yep. you know, water profile, the whole thing that I know now. I didn't know at the time. Right, right. And uh, so Jeff at Homebrew Supply, uh, I actually told him this story not so long ago after Granite Coast opened that he was like, listen, don't do a New England IPA. You're just going <laughs> to fuck that up. Don't do it. It's too hard to make. And I'm like, all right, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I absolutely dialed in that recipe over, you know, a year, year and a half time. And that's the recipe that really set the base for all of our other IPAs. Obviously dialed back a little bit for ABVs and different yeah. hops and everything else, but we had our base. Mm. You know, so that's kind of where our first uh, our first beer came from was a New England style nice. IPA, which is our Twin Lights recipe that's going to be coming out in a week and a half. Oh, awesome. Pretty yeah. soon. Cool. And so what do we have here right now? Just another version of that, basically? Yep. So I did uh, probably about seven different session recipes before I settled on this one. Yeah. Um, so this is a you know an offtake of our Twin Lights. Twin Lights is eight point two ABV. This one's four point six. Yeah. Dialed back. You know, we need. We thought of a first release should be a sessional book bear just to get it on the market, get you know people understanding our labeling, our branding, everything else, and then right. we'll start coming out with the heavy hitters after that. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the first one is called Hatchet. Doing a style IPA, like we said, four point six ABV. And this one is an ode to Hannah Jumper, who is the one that started the temperance movement in Rockport back in the 1850s. Um, this one is named Hatchet because her little gang that went around was called the Hatchet Gang. Uh, they busted okay. up all the casks and all the kegs in Rockport, destroyed all the wow. rum, everything. Um, they just got tired of the way they were being treated. Yeah. <laughs> all right. When all, when all yeah. the men came back from sea and yeah, they spent exactly. all their money down at the, uh, the local rum. watering hole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was an ode to Hannah Jumper. Yeah. Awesome. So you've mentioned a couple of times Rockport is a is a dry town. It was a dry it was town. A dry town. Yeah, when so, did that change? So it changed in 2007, but it took a little bit for people to come around on it mm -hmm. um, as far as restaurants, yeah. licensing. You know, they had a re, well, no, I shouldn't say rewrite. They had to write bylaws mm. for, you know, licenses. So it was quite the process to get up and going. And then the first liquor store wasn't in Rockport until last summer. Oh, oh. wow. Yeah. So it's the Cracker Jacks up at Whistlestop Mall was the first one. There were actually three licenses that were... Uh, able to be approved, yep. Yeah. But yeah. only one person jumped at it, but now all three licenses have been claimed in wow. Rockport. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so everyone's catching on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Obviously, the name Rockport, no-brainer. Was that the first choice for you guys? or? Um, so we kind of went back and forth on a few different ideas, but you know, growing up in South Boston, I have a, a very tight view of community. And what's you know more identifiable as a brand than calling it Rockport Brewing Company. You know, this is about the entire community of Rockport. This isn't about me. You know, it's about all of us. It's about the beer. It's about the artwork. It's about bringing people to Rockport to, to raise awareness of all the surrounding businesses, surrounding artists. You know, we want our tap room to be a gallery, mm. you know, a living gallery where, you know, we have stuff on consignment. If people are in there, they're drinking, they want to buy something, pull it off the wall, we'll get another piece in there. And just exposure, I guess, for the Rockport community yeah. um, to show everyone else how beautiful Rockport it really is. Yeah. Uh, besides just downtown, you know, all the beaches are there. You know, we have Halibut State Point Park. Yep. It is just absolutely oh, incredible. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's kind of untouched by 
the craziness of Boston or the craziness of even Worcester or Lowell or all the major cities, you know, even Beverly Danvers, you can kind of lump into that. It's untouched by, by that. It's still, you know, dirt roads, mm. minimal lighting on the streets. You know, it just has that ambiance of a, you know, a, a true seaside town in Massachusetts. Yeah. And it's just absolutely incredible. From my understanding, it's Rockport's looked the same for 40 years. Almost. It has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has. A little overgrowth in the trees, but other yeah, than that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 incredible. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's massive developments going up as far as condos. You know, there is a big one going up in Gloucester, but, you know, it, as soon as you hit the Gloucester-Rockport line, you know you're in Rockport. Mm. You know. How long has Rockport been an idea for you? Uh, Rockport Brewing Company? Yeah. Uh, we started kicking around the idea loosely, I want to say end of 16, 2016, 2017, we really kind of dug in. And then I believe in December of 17 is when we started our first brewing. Yeah. Yeah. So it, as far as our timeline, it, it's not that long, but I can't even tell you the countless hours I put in. Of course. Four or five hours a day for the better part of three and a half, four years, yeah. every single day. You know, you ask my wife sometimes, she's like... Uh, I don't even remember who you are, <laughs> you know, because it's our idea and we, we, we spitball. Yeah, it's just I'm always just doing research. The same thing yeah. with the recipes. You know, I'm, I'm very type A when it comes to that stuff. And, uh, you know, I, when I give something my all, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. And this I am absolutely 100 percent into. And like I said, it's about raising awareness for Rockport. Yeah, that's awesome. So you are just contract brewing at this point correct yep yep, yep. so we're going to be contract brewing up at riverwalk um cool. until we open our own facility yeah so there's still a little bit of uh, navigation that we need to do around that um you know zoning bylaws need to be amended for you know our brewery to go in the space that we want it to go in yeah technically there is a provision within the uh, semi-residential zoning bylaw that's there but we still have to go to you know get a a, a variance for that so there's still a little bit of work. This is going to be a community meeting and, you know, just the, the, the natural process. So if that takes a little bit longer than we anticipate, you know, maybe summer of next year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the town wants it. I've been speaking with the town now for a couple of years. So it's not like any curveballs are going to be coming right. at them, at me or them. at them yeah. about our project. You know, we have a pretty good open communication about it. And there's things that they've raised to me that they'd be concerned about. And, you know, uh, we talk through it. Mm. So that's one thing I can say about the town of Rockport. It's been an incredible experience going back and forth um, because I believe, you know, they want to bring more business to town. Right. You know, it's another spot to have year-round employment in a seasonal-based economy that is Rockport. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think they're, they're very open to the idea. You know, we want to bring, you know, family-sustaining jobs, you know, with wages and benefits for the people of Rockport, you know, where they don't have to even go to Gloucester or Beverly or Danvers or Boston, you name it where people have to go because Rockport, you know, it can be a little pricey in some, some points as far as, uh, you know, living costs. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, we were lucky when we got there, but now it's, it's getting a little crazy. And so younger families are trying to be drawn to the area and, you know, what's going to bring a younger family to an area, yeah, but a brewery, brewery. Right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. exactly. and fun amenities for, you know, your children to either do or for you to do. And, you know, it's, we thought the town needed it. And hmm. the consensus I believe is there. So, so the town's been, supportive pretty much yes yeah, yeah they've been yeah. fantastic between uh mitch vieira who's the town administrator i've met with him uh michelle brown who is his business liaison i think is her official title yeah. um she's been absolutely fantastic and uh it, it's been it's been an incredible experience I, I always just find it so interesting 
when you read stories of towns being like, no, we don't yeah. want to have a brewery. It's just it's crazy. It makes no sense. I yeah. mean, just to your point, trying to bring in um, commerce to the town mm-hmm. and living and, you know, you work in the community that you live in. It's, exactly. It's, it's such a foreign idea. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, in it's, age. it's like it's, you don't have to drive to Boston to have a living right. wage. Like, yep. you know, right. it's it's uh, I hope we go back to those those uh, ideals. Yeah, yeah. Ideals. So do yeah. I, you For know, because sure. that's that's how communities get built up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, whether it's right. through the school system, you know, people that feel a part of a community, they're, of course, they're going to, you know, lay their roots there and, yep. and raise their families. It builds up the school system, builds up the local economy. Yep. And you have your own workforce right there in town for right. as long as you have the jobs to have them. Yep. Um, you know, which we're trying to do in Rockport. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you mentioned it yourself. Rockport's a, a, a totally a seasonal town. Yep. Um, obviously, I'm guessing the plan is open three, 360, well, not 360, but year round. Yes. Yeah, so... We've been going back and forth on that, so I have a couple different business models depending on how it kind of takes off. Mm. Uh, based on the last five days, I would say 365 days a year because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's been absolute chaos yeah. Yeah. Uh, in yeah, a good so way. So you had to refill a couple of orders, so that's uh, five. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. Five, five stores sold out that I had to, to restock. That's awesome. Congrats. Um, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we've moved uh, about 125 cases in four Ooh. days. Yeah. Not too shabby. Wow. Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite the incredible experience, yeah. and it's just humbling and I haven't sweat, slept a wink since Friday. No, I'm not even kidding. My my wife will attain to that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's been incredible. Yeah. So we're drinking Hatchet right now. We are. Uh, can we talk about it just a little bit more? Sure. What went into the the design? I know you said you were you were doing a couple session beers. This is what four point seven. Four point six. Yeah. Four point six. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about it off the air. Like, it doesn't need to be six percent to be tasty and and yep. a. In a a good beer. Are you yeah. into those sessionable styles? Yeah. So with the so with this design or just our session designs in general, um, we didn't want to sacrifice flavor. We didn't want to sacrifice integrity of beer just because it's being called a session. So we went with the full mouthfeel. We went for a, a full hop bill. You know, so we didn't sacrifice on the mouthfeel and just the overall aroma, flavor. You know, the entire profile. Um, as far as the design of the actual recipe it's based off of my twin lights recipe which was our first one that we did yep. that we already went over um so we just scaled it down a little bit to make it a session will be a, you know yep. dialing back some grains we didn't dial back the hop so this is the same hop bill okay as far as the amount that's going to be on you know our doubles damn maybe triples one day <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually pushed the twin lights recipe yeah. up to a triple once and you could not taste the booze that's awesome and i'm like this is way too dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> way too dangerous let's scale this back down to the eights <laughs> yeah i pushed it up to uh 9.2 oh nice I, pu- I pushed it to 9.2 and i yeah. believe uh, a yeah. uh, shout out to mo bear and mo moral he did a review on that on his uh, on his page and cool. awesome he didn't taste the booze either. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool. And so earlier you're also talking about when you're brewing beer, you oftentimes rely on like your food, kind of what yep. you eat and kind of that's where you take inspiration from. Yeah. So uh, once upon a time, I used to love to cook. Ooh. And every once in a while, we uh, we cook quite a bit in the house now, especially yeah. with the uh, with the baby. And so all of our non-IPA recipes... Actually, I should say our non-flagship uh, recipes, just because we have you know three IPAs, uh, dryer stout, Kolsch, um, you know, so we have some standard recipes there. But as far as our crazy seasonal stuff and our sour seasonal series that we're gonna have, it's all food profiles that I've engaged in my lifetime. 
Um, cool. Just to give you a couple examples, you know, I know you wanted to talk about the lobster yeah. bear. That's <laughs> that's always a hot topic and a good yeah. uh, a good recipe to really discuss. Right. Um, then we also have a watermelon and basil goza. Um, that I've, I'm still trying to dial in, and that Yum. came that inspiration came from at our wedding. We had watermelon squares with feta cheese on top of them with basil. Delish. And they were absolutely incredible. <laughs> so that that flavor profile has always been stuck in my head. And the same thing with yeah. uh, our blueberry blueberry and lemon verbena uh, Berliner Weiss. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That was yeah, incredible. Cool. Um, we had that down at uh, Ales Over ALS down in Essex yep. in oh, awesome. October. Nice. That was the beer that I submitted for the uh, competition. Yeah. And it did did very well. And that's like a blueberry lemonade. It almost tastes like a cocktail. Everyone kept on coming up to that's me and awesome. asking me <laughs> if it was a hard seltzer or yeah, anything yeah. else. And I'm like, no, it's actually beer. Yeah. And they're like, this is absolutely incredible. And, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I made that recipe specifically just for that event because I knew it was more of a wine crowd. Yeah. yeah. Smart. So I was playing to the crowd yep. for the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to b- make this for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people just have been sending me messages off the hook just, you know, from the color of it and the taste and the aroma. That Is I it like get. a nice blue color? or It's more purple than blue. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. more purple than blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I use puree that I got at Bear Wine Hobby. Oh, cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, yep. Shout yep. out uh, promo code Brewers for 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a few more of those yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of shopping in that store, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, you know, those are just a couple of recipes that we can, you know, just yeah. dial in from food profiles. And like yeah. I said, you know, they're all going to be there with our pumpkin stouts, another one. You know, and, and we could just go through the list of them. It's, it's Pumpkin it's, stouts? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, you know, trying okay. to get away from the pumpkin ales. Everyone's right. kind of been hitting that. Yeah. Exactly. So thinking I, outside the box. Yeah, I enjoy pumpkin, but then when you just make a pumpkin beer and it, it's the like pumpkin kind of, spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've discussed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what the craziest stout. part about pumpkin beers is? What is it? They don't actually. It's not pumpkin. pumpkin. In it. no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, summer squash. Yeah, summer it's, squash. Yeah, yeah it's summer yeah. squash. Summer yeah. squash tastes more like pumpkin than pumpkin. Pumpkin tastes. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So is is that like more of the pumpkin spice kind of flavor, or is that more of the gourd flavor that you get from? Yep. So it's a little a little blend of both. Okay. So cool. you know we toast the summer squash. Same process that I do with most of my stuff, just to extract as much flavor and make it a little bit deeper. Yeah. Than you know just a standard flavor profile it's crazy with a little bacon will do to something <laughs> but uh you know so it's, it's a little bit of both yeah. you know so you're getting a little bit of the spice you're getting a little bit of the chocolate you know from the from the being a stout um more like a dry irish stout than yeah you know like your typical you know nine percent stouts <laughs> that are just you know like uh straight gasoline yeah but um yeah, so that, that's where that one kind of came from. Yeah. Nice. So you teased a lobster one, and then you completely went oh. over it. So just talk about <laughs> go it. Back sure. Let's just talk about let's it. Let's talk yeah. about this. Yeah. My family owns a fish market. So oh, here we go. So, go. so the idea from this, uh, I was listening to a podcast on YouTube or whatever other channel it was, and they were talking about it was a brewery from California that was turning a California roll into a beer hmm. with you know crab shells, mm-hmm. cucumber, the whole thing. And I'm started thinking, I'm like, what's more Rockport than a lobster roll? Right. Hmm. So let's turn it into a beer. <laughs> and that's where the, the idea came from. And then, you know, the recipe building, it was a little different. Um, I wouldn't say it's your traditional, it's a mix between like a farmhouse ale saison recipe that I kind of just mishmashed a bunch of stuff together that kind of worked. Um, surprisingly, on the first go, I was shocked. <laughs> Absolutely shocked it was. That it came out. That doesn't happen. So, <laughs> it, no, it does not. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that recipe just worked the first time. Um, you know, we we just hit the ground running, and you know, we've done it a couple times after that, and we're not going to change the first time that we did it. Which you hmm. know, 
never kind of works don't out that way. If it yeah. ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So a lot of people loved it um, at different festivals that we've done. Um, it cleaned up pretty nice. You know, at first, for the first few months, it was pretty cloudy. I didn't add any gelatin or anything to, to clarify it or Warflock tablets. I wanted like that, that cloudy Saison look to it, you know, the wheat bear look to it. And it just kind of dropped out, and then it looked more like a lager <laughs> because it, it, we had so much of it. You know, yeah. we started doing 14-gallon batches. So um, we did a bunch of it at the festivals, but then they were spaced out. You know, there were a couple months in between festivals, so I kind of had it sitting around for a couple months. So the protein fell out, but it still had the absolute craziest aroma. Yeah. Tell us about the aroma and flavor. I'm very curious. Yeah. 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 So, so people associate lobsters with the ocean with right. the fish Salty. just stinky yeah. the most stinky i think is the first uh <laughs> yeah. the disagree. first term that yeah. comes to mind i disagree well yeah. fish market yeah, yeah. Uh, i get you if, if it's stinky then i stink all the time <laughs> you do stink right I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah so you know as far as the aroma you really can't taste the brininess in the aroma you can smell it a little bit but you really get hints of uh like celery salt not so mm. much brininess but okay. just celery salt i used old bay seasoning in it oh, nice. um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. a true ode to new england roots yeah, new england exactly. spices sure. uh lemon drop hops but yep. then i went crazy with the yeast and i used the kyvek voss yeast Ooh. so yeah you ferment that at super high temperatures so it actually gives more aroma and more flavor to it because it's fermenting at a higher temperature the yeast ripped through all the sugar in like three days. Yeah. It was insane. Wow. Yeah. It just, it was like rapid fire right off the get go. Like it's, it started fermenting within the hour. Like as soon as what? I dumped the yeast, it started ripping. I'm like, what is this thing? <laughs> what is it was like a little monster bubbling yeah. in there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man. Nice. I'm like, I hope this is going to be good. It's the first time, I, first time I ever used that yeast too. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. You know, I usually stick to, you know, Gig East or any of the, right. the yeah. you know, other brands that we use here in the United States. Yeah. And it was incredible. That Norwegian strain is just nuts. Yeah. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe That's how awesome. fast it ripped. Yeah. So yeah. does it taste more farmhousey or like what's the flavor then of it? So the flavor surprisingly wasn't farmhousey, even though half the grain bill yeah. was wheat malt and, you know, flaked adjuncts and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's very difficult to describe. Right. It's just one of those ones where you have to you have it and you're it. like, what is that taste? I really like it. I don't know what it is, but I need another sip. All right. And that's All what right. everyone that's had it has said to me, is that I'm not sure what it is, but I really like it. Oh, stay <laughs> yeah. tuned. Yeah. 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 So hopefully that one will be out by the end of July. You know, our, our schedule right now is a little crazy. Are you going to can it? Yeah. Ooh, so as far as... Nice, so nice. I'm going to be doing the two IPAs that we're going to be having coming out, our session and our double, yeah. our hatchet and uh, twin lights. Going back and forth, trying to get some more brew dates up at Riverwalk. I'd like to get our Kolsch recipe out there. That's uh, yep. Cape Hedge Kolsch. Come on, Another Steve. Schedule it. Schedule it, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going back and forth with Christian. I think we'll be able to yeah, get yeah. in. They're yeah, yeah. You know, two fantastic guys between Steve and Christian. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I can't thank them enough for what they've done already for me. So that one and our dryer stout I'd like to get out towards, you know, Because those are all your um, flagships? flagships. Yeah, okay. those are four of the six flagships cool. that we have. Yeah. Nice. What are the other two? Uh, the other two off the top of my head, I cannot remember. Okay, cool. That's awesome. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, so we have our, we have our three IPAs. We have Hatchet, Halibut Point, and also our Twin Lights. Okay. Then we have our Cape Hedge Kolsch. Mm -hmm. We have our Dry Irish Stout. Yeah. And then we also have our Whale Cove. Uh, I call it a white ale because I actually submitted it to a competition as a wit beer. 
Yeah. And They're it's like, the lowest no. score I've ever gone on any oh. competition beer I've ever put <laughs> no. in. They said, this beer is fantastic, but it's not a whip beer. So you can't call it that. I'm okay. like, all right. Uh, white ale. All right. All right, bully. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I changed it to a white yeah. ale. It's not a whip beer yeah. anymore. So nice. where did you start developing all of these recipes? I was about to say, talking about that, right. Yeah. Where did you get your feedback from? So our feedback, friends and family, starts always okay. with friends and family. But, you know, those are tough to take you know honestly yeah. uh, you gotta take what a grain of salt because they're right. always gonna tell you everything's you know, wonderful yeah, honey yeah exactly exactly so it could be the worst shit on ever they've ever had yeah. and they're like yeah it's fantastic <laughs> so uh you know then we started submitting to competitions first competition and we ever submitted was the twin lights recipe and we placed uh second in the masher maniacs up in maine nice cool. and that was the first beer i have ever made and i'm like oh man so we just i got the brewing bug and i just development i can't even tell you how many books i've read yeah um youtube videos i've watched podcasts i've listened to i've really put in the time to really develop because i care about the product and if my product is ever subpar i have no problem dumping it yeah um, i'll never put anything on the market you know i know uh you know i say this quite a bit but i'll never sacrifice flavor for profit yeah um, that's just not in me to do um i'm so picky Anyone that knows me knows this. Uh, when it comes to food and beverage, I am just super picky. Yep. I have no problem sending a meal back to the, to the, you know, back to the grill if it's not what I was looking for. And that's really good to hear because a lot of people nowadays don't think like that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I can't tell you how many restaurants I see who think like that. You know, it's always money over quality. Yeah. Um, but well, it's tough when margins are tight too. Yeah. So yes. we don't have tight margins because we're contract brewing. It's kind of yeah. just a, a novelty at this point until. Yeah. You know, shit gets real and we open our own spot. <laughs> and then, uh, but that's just something thing. something that I fundamentally believe in is yeah. just always putting the best foot forward. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what we plan on doing. Yeah. Uh, locally sourced, are you able to do any locally sourced uh, product yet? Yeah. So we've grabbed some, uh, some grain from Blue Ox up in Maine. Cool. I love their product. Um, who's the one down the Cape, the, the grain? Uh, Stone, stone path, path. Yep. stone path. Yep. I've used stone path malts that I got at Bear and Wine Hobby. Another plug. Yep. Uh, four star. I've used their hops. Um, yep. So there, there's, there's some local local companies that I use. Very cool. But the majority of my hops I source from Yakima Valley. Yep. Of course. Um, and then obviously Australian varieties, New Zealand varieties. Yep. They're obviously not coming from here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> New Zealand, New Mexico. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so now, kind of going off this as well. What about the um. The brew club here, the homebrew club that you're a part of. Sure. Did so you get, the, like, how did that work, and did you get a lot of feedback from them? Yeah, so the North Shore Brewers. Yeah. If yeah. anyone's interested in homebrewing or getting a part of a club, make sure you look us up on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, there's a, also a website. You can get in touch with Danielle and Tim Broderick. Yeah. Uh, Danielle's the president of our club. Cool. Fantastic people. Very open. And the club is all over the spectrum as far as uh, experience. You know, Gary and Jake Rogers from True North are a part of our club. Yeah. Matt Smith, Wandering Soul, he's a part of our club. Yep. Julian Miller, the head brewer at Essex That's County, County yeah. Yeah. he's a part of our club. You know, so everyone was in this club before they went on to, yeah, yeah, right. you know, other There's adventures. There's a lot of you guys there. that went pro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a few, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and just like Julian kind of paved the way, it seemed like. He was kind of the first guy in, in the Rogers. Like, yep. seeing them kind of just grow mm -hmm. out of that club is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Gary and Jake have been in the industry for a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, Gary was in international sales for a while, so he had the, the sales 
uh, experience behind yeah. him. And then Jake, I believe, was at Ipswich for a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he had experience, but Julian was a home brewer up until two years ago. Oh, right. yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. When they hired him at uh, Essex County. Right. And yeah, he actually they... he won the competition at Ailes over Ailes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where, you know, the guys that own Essex found him. Yeah. And he won the competition two years in a row. And they're like, listen, your bear is fantastic. We want it. Yeah. <laughs> so they, awesome. they worked it out. He's such a good brewer, too. Yeah. Oh, Julian's yeah. unbelievable. When you talk to him about just the science of it, yeah, it, he is incredibly knowledgeable. And I've leaned on him quite a bit for, yeah. for quite a few uh, tips and tricks. Ooh, we can't even enter the conversation without mentioning Matt Smith from Wandering Souls. Uh, yeah, Matt Smith, that's my right-hand man right there. <laughs> yeah. He really is. Um, you know, we became friends, I want to say, about... Probably eight, ten months ago. Cool. Um, right when I was kind of going through the process, and Daniel Broderick from our Brewers yeah. Club, she was like, "Hey, you know, she get in touch with Matt Smith," and I'm like, "I don't know who he is." She's like, "Oh, well, he joined the group." Um, you know, Matt, you know, didn't really come to the meetings, but he was always around and always yeah. talking and always, you know, willing to talk about stuff. So I got to know Matt over the last eight months, and we've we've gotten really tight. I want to say over yeah. the last like three, four months. Yeah. Going through this whole process, you know, he showed me what I needed to do, how to do it. You know, he explained a lot of things, you know, because sometimes with government forms, they can be a little confusing. Oh, yeah. To say the least. <laughs> um, and especially with the, the brewing applications, they take so long. So if you did make a mistake on it three months later, you know you made a mistake, not right away, where you can switch it. It's not like you pull up to a counter not and the full. lady's like, you didn't put a period after Mr. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, right. come on. So, uh, yeah, I've leaned on Mac quite a bit. And same thing with, uh, you know, Gary, Jake you know, Julian, you know, everyone in the club, you know, I'm so thankful for the support system we have around us where, you know, I could pop in at True North and, and shoot the shit with Gary for a little bit. And he may not think I'm pulling stuff from that conversation, you know, but just being around him and same thing with Jake and Julian and everyone else in the club, you know, I try to pull a little piece out of every conversation, put it all together and, and like little jigsaw puzzles, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. little pieces of the puzzle and it's all come together for us. Way faster than I kind of anticipated. Yeah, um, I see. I feel like you were just homebrewing not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. It's still, well, still, I, I still, still consider myself. Yeah, right, I still consider but, myself a home brewer. Yeah, I'm definitely not pro by any means, but I've put in the work to know what I'm doing. Yeah. At this point, yeah. you know, but I, I don't have the big experience that you know some brewers have. Yeah. You know, ten years on a commercial system. Like my first right. commercial brew on anything bigger than a one barrel was, you know, on June 12th, yeah. <laughs> you know, which was, you know, it was a coming to Jesus yet. moment there yeah. when yeah. you get there and you're yeah. like, this is happening. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're like, wow. Yeah. So scaling up that one barrel recipe, what was that like for you? Uh, it was incredible to see. It was incredible to taste, smell, go through the whole process. It was incredible to see Christian brew it up at Riverwalk. Fantastic brewer. Yeah, you know, Riverwalk sure. is known for their fantastic, you yeah. know, brews, their IPAs, you know, the lagers and, and yeah. a bunch of their other styles. So Christian, it was ideal to go there and work with them because um, Christian really knows his stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know, sometimes you can get lost with him sometimes when he talks about brewing. <laughs> You're like, ah, I don't know what that is, but I don't want to ask yeah, him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but he's been fantastic. Any question I've ever had, I spent the entire first brew day uh, with him. And just asking questions, picking his brand, and he is a fantastic person. Just a yeah. just a great guy overall, um, and then a fantastic brewer on top of it. So that yeah. was that was a humbling experience to say the least. Yeah, yeah, and I think we see that throughout the brewing community is everyone's oh, yeah. always there to help each other. Yeah, yeah for sure. But it's so cool to see in such a smaller, you know, Rockport North Shore kind of community like yeah. that happening. So that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So the the final product that we have in our hands right now. Um, 
were you nervous throughout the whole process or you, you know, I was, um, <laughs> just because going, I wasn't sure how I was going to scale up as yep. far as, you know, the taste translating, uh, my water profile is pretty, I wouldn't say standard for new England IPAs, but it's tweaked a little bit to kind of my style a mm-hmm. little bit. So I just wasn't sure how that was going to translate with them and their water profile and, you know, using city water i wasn't really sure i didn't get into it that far with them ro water every single design that i have i build off ro yep so and then i add my salts and everything else to get the profile that i desire for the style um so i kind of left it up to him he's a pro he knows his business he goes this is your recipe i'm gonna make it happen cool so um, i'm beyond ecstatic with the final product that came out yeah it's a little different not much different than than my recipe but i'm super proud of this one and uh you know, I'm, I'm, I can't thank Christian enough for uh, giving it his all on this. Yeah. It's excellent. I, I, yeah. Thank you. It's really good. Yeah. I didn't know that, again, like we were talking earlier, I didn't know it was like 4.6%. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like it tasted. It tastes like a solid 6% yeah, beer. Absolutely. But you yep. could crush many of these. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> which has been happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's awesome. Well, it's definitely been happening for consumers too because. Like you mentioned flying earlier, yes. yeah, it's been, it's been flying yeah. off the shelves. I've had to stock Cracker Jacks up at West Stop Mall three times already. Cool, oh, in four days. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> and they're not getting one case at a whack either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're yeah. getting five, six at a whack. Um, Damn. So we've moved quite a few cases through there. Seabreeze Liquors, I had to restock them in Gloucester. Uh, Beverly at Lighthouse Wines, cool. I had to restock yeah, yeah. them with uh, Chuck Molinari over there. Shout out to Chuck. He's awesome. <laughs> hey Chuck. Yep. And, uh, you know, just a bunch of other locations. I dropped a lot of cases off down in Braintree last night to Kayla nice. Renz. She owns Case Cannon yeah, Ball yeah, Shop. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She's fantastic. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the shit Patriots fans say. The guy Fitzy that runs oh, that I show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he went into her shop yesterday yeah. and grabbed our beer. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. So he did a little shout on his little uh, oh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. Sweet. And then he sent me a message today about it. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what he's going to do with it or if he's going to drink it, smash it. <laughs> Throw it in the ocean, whatever he's gonna do with it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a nice little shout out from him. You know, little little local celebrity celebrity already grabbed it. So that's uh, yeah, that's it's always humbling to see people reach out to you that that you know that you love people that you respect. Yeah, um, really acknowledging the work that you've put in to get to this point. Yeah, and it's just been an absolute grind, and I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. What's what's been a a pause and humbling moment for you? All of it. <laughs> Honestly, every say, single right? day, you know, when I get another email about, you know, restocking, I uh, restocked Cappy's PBD actually again today. Um, it's just all humbling. You know, yeah. when you when you have people, even just in our brew club, you know, looking up to me, they may have more years brewing than me, but they're asking me questions about process or equipment and yeah. I'm able to help them, you know, either navigate towards some equipment or away from some equipment or different grain or, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and I just... I'm thankful that I'm able to give that back to the club. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. That's yeah. cool that all you guys are still part of the club, too. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a pretty tight group there. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's like 60 or 70 people in the club, but there's about 25 or 30 that, that really go to all active. the events. Yeah, yeah we show yeah. up. We have our meetings at True North or pre-COVID. Yeah. We had yeah. our uh, meetings at True North. <laughs> um, you know, so Gary and Jake always let us use their, you know, their room for, for meetings, yeah. which was fantastic. And, you know, Gary and Jake will pop in and do their thing. And uh, yeah, the club the club's awesome. You know, if you're not a part of it, you should join it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's especially the festivals. The festivals that the club I was does. Say, homebrew festivals are amazing. They're nuts. 
they're nuts. They're like a weekend. Yeah, not, not a day. A they're weekend. a weekend. It's like a camp yeah. out or yes. whatever, right? Yeah, or they're usually a camp out. Massive yep. homebrew con, yep. and that's a full weekend, and it's it's always so much fun. Yeah, it's incredible. So yeah. uh, warp pours is usually the yeah. first one of the season. That's like the first or second week in June. Yeah. That obviously got canceled. Womp womp. Yeah, that one's down in Middleborough yeah. at the uh, campground down there. So that's a all week thing. Yeah. Yep, KOA campground. Yeah. That's incredible. But that's like the warm up. Yeah. It's a homebrewers <laughs> jamboree. Yeah, yeah, it's a homebrewers jamboree in New Hampshire, which is just it's craziness. Yeah, clubs from all over New England. There's you know crazy amounts of beer, probably thousands yeah. of beers that are being poured that day, uh, awesome. in two ounce pours. You're really kind of focused on environmentally friendly, eco friendly yep. products. Um, so you're using the. I'm going to say cardboard. Eco rings. Eco rings. Yeah. Thank they're, you. Technically, they're called the E6PR ring holders. Yes. Oh, that's the yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. E6PR ring holders. Yeah, yeah they're Rob, out of Mexico. Yeah. yeah, Rob has told us that probably, I don't know, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just say Can't eco remember. rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the cardboard things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. actually, they're not cardboard. They're plant-based. Plant-based, yeah. Yeah, right. so there's, there's a few different uh, ring holders like that on the market. These ones that we found uh, were the most durable, the most easy to carry, um, and they're fully compostable. Yeah. You know, so not many companies can really uh, brag about that. Um, you cannot eat them. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I guess technically you could, yeah. but I signed a contract saying that I'm supposed to promote that you're not supposed to eat them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're not, you are you not supposed yeah. to eat these. Yep, yep. So they, listen back to our episode with Rob, the first time eco-friendly beer drinker, he said that there actually is a video of some guy yep. eating them. Ugh. But yep. don't eat them. No, don't eat them. them. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't eat them. them. <laughs> yep. uh, even for, you know, sea life and everything else, it's it's edible, but it's not recommended. Yeah. Um, so don't be chucking these E6 PR ring holders in the ocean and watching them, you know, disintegrate over the course of two weeks. Don't be doing that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, they're, no. they're compostable. You could throw them in your, your compost bin or you could, you know, just recycle them. Yeah. yeah. Be responsible. Exactly. And that's Very the cool. whole point of, yep. you know, with our focus and our view, being in Rockport and having such an emphasis on the coastline and just environmental issues just in general, you know, that's where, you know, I'm a, I consider myself an activist as far as when it comes to that, as far as, you know, donating and, you know, everything else going on. We can get into it. We can't get into it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to be as environmentally friendly and as sustainable as possible. You know, if there's something that we can reuse, I'm going to reuse it. I'm, I, I don't want to use single-use plastics. You know, I just think that's it takes 4,000 years for this stuff to disintegrate. Yeah. Like, why yeah. are we still making this? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah. On top of, you know, the, the carbon footprint that we leave behind with everything. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, if we can reduce our carbon footprint and dial back our distribution in the future, that's definitely an idea. Whether our delivery van is electric, uh, that might be another route. We're, you know, talking with the landlord about possibly putting solar panels on the roof or maybe even a windmill like Riverwalk has. We want to use as much... Uh, you know, reusable, renewable energy sources that we possibly can. And if we can reduce that, you know, I think it's a home run. Yeah. You know, and, sure. and of course it's, it's, it's hyper um, focused just because of Rockport yeah. and the sea line. And you just see, you're on the beach, you see stuff washing up. Yeah. You see oh, people yeah, terrible. coming yeah. to town and just leaving their trash on the beach and you look at them you're like, what are you doing? Oh yeah. I saw what a picture. What are you doing? I mean, not that Hampton Beach is the nicest area in the world, but I saw a picture online of Hampton Beach just covered in yeah. And trash. I was yeah. like, oh, this is ridiculous. They yeah. fixed that. Well, yeah. still. For now. The fact that it had to happen was <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's nuts. Exactly. And then you have full-time people, I guess, that creates jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess. There's a silver lining in that situation, <laughs> even though it's a crappy situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, no one ever wants to go to the beach and see that stuff. No, no, no. no. And but it's, it's cool not the right thing to do. Kind of 
supporting that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're focused. That's yeah, one of our focused. main focuses. It's cool to yeah. see. For we sure. we kind of touched upon it, but um, why right now? I mean, with everything going on, you know, COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was it just that you had a little bit extra time to maybe think about it and kind of? say like shit or get off the pot or what you know no so you know we've always had a timeline in our mind for next spring okay um we initially want to do our first commercial batch up at riverwalk back in march and then obviously the whole covid situation happened breaks got slammed on um weren't it was very uncertain what was going to happen or how quick it was going to happen and just there was so much uncertainty so we you know steve and i talked and we decided to pump the brakes on that then we obviously got in there in june but yeah, it's, this whole situation's been crazy. You know, it, it was sticking to our timeline for next spring. Yep. Um, you know, we still have to raise a little bit of money for our uh, SBA loan. So, you know, we're getting there. Yep. You know, I don't want to take on a ton of investors. There's plenty of people that have asked me, uh, which has been another humbling yeah, experience. Where people approach you and they're like, how much to buy in? <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I talk to my wife. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there was one person that threw around some crazy numbers at me, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Because then you get into that, and then you got to run background checks. Obviously, you got to vet people. Right. The whole process is crazy. They can't be involved with another either liquor store or liquor industry. Yeah, it can't be a conflict uh, of yeah. interest. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's a lot that goes into it as well. And I honestly, I just don't have. I don't want to dedicate energy to that when I'm focused on building our brand. Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather go grassroots, hit the ground. You know, the community's been great between the North Shore Brewers, you know, the 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 Brewers Guild and a few other organizations that we're a part of. I feel like we can build it grassroots enough where I can get to that point yeah. where we don't have to take on investors. You know? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So are you already have a place planned out? Or we do. So okay. we're we've kind of settled on it. Uh and honestly, it's the one of the only spots we can go to in Rockport. <laughs> I can imagine it's not many um, Because most, <laughs> most places are in downtown, like Bearskin Neck area, they're old fish shacks. Yeah. You know, so they're good for small coffee shops, galleries, the whole thing. Yeah. As far as a brewery? Not so uh, much. Not so much. So <laughs> I was down at Bearskin Neck and someone was like, oh, you should put a brewery here. And I was standing right at the right at the beginning of the neck. And I'm like, yeah, I'll need from uh, like right here to the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, let's just knock down everything. I'm like, that ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen downtown. It would obviously be ideal for uh, you know walkability. Yep, of just course. the amount of tourism yeah. in Rockport from it's the seasons kind of shifted a little bit now from like to like July to December, whereas you know when we first moved there it was a little earlier like yeah. May. And now they so have that Christmas shifted. scene. Yeah, yeah, the whole Christmas scene yeah. and then Harvest Fest in October is a massive, yeah. massive gathering, um, which is you know crappy. That's probably not going to happen this year because it would have been our first year out the gate. And yeah. there's a lot of beer to be consumed on that day. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that probably would have put us very close to our goal, yeah. <laughs> the SBA loan and what we need for a down payment. But, um, you know, hopefully it still happens. Hopefully we don't get smashed with a second wave and it's worse than the first with the COVID. And we can kind of, you know, curb, you know, the growth of the the spread of this uh, mm. COVID-19. And that still happened. And the same thing with the, the Christmas scene, like you said. You know, they do a Makers Festival yep, in December. So it's usually like two weeks or three weeks right before Christmas. So all the makers in town get lumped into like strategic places all over town. Oh, it's and awesome. It's, and it's yeah, like yeah. a walking yeah. tour of Rockport, cool. but also, yeah. you know, all the makers of Rockport yeah. are along the way. So you can yeah. buy, you know, from each vendor. And it's, oh, there's, there's it's amazing experience. artisans in that. In that. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. crazy. The yeah. talent in Rockport is insane. Yeah. Just nice. uh, one more thing. The, the talent you mentioned, uh, 
the can art are you going to be incorporating some of that talent into some of the, the art that you guys yep. are having obviously in the tap space but can art yeah so our can art can art we're going to dedicate to you know local artists cool uh the first hatchet design was done by my brother-in-law quinn ramini uh, he actually drew it on a napkin, <laughs> <laughs> nice. and then he he sketched awesome. it again on a pad when he got home. You know, yeah. he came up with a concept on a napkin. Um, yeah. Quinn has an art degree from UMaine. Just a fantastic. He used to do paint Very nights. Well. He was that paint, <laughs> he was the paint night guy. Nice. Yeah. So he he's a fantastic artist and, and sculptor and the whole thing. Um, our second label was done by Stefan Mears. He has a, a gallery on Bearskin Neck. Okay. Cool. His if you haven't seen his artwork, make sure you check it out. His art is insane. Yeah. He has this unique ability to make stuff look textured when it's flat. Oh, very awesome. Cool. And it is yeah. absolutely incredible. And then our third label uh, is the Cape Hedge Colch, which is done by Ben Nelson, uh, another younger, you know, up-and-coming artist in Rockport. And he did that uh, label design on charcoal, and it was incredible. Oh, I, sent him a, cool. I sent him a picture because I live across the street from Long Beach Cape Hedge. And there's a little boardwalk, like a little gangway that goes up over the rock wall. So I took a picture of that busted up, you know, PT... Yeah. you know walkway and i yeah. said to him like hey can you can you draw this sent it back to me in like five days and it's like holy <laughs> <laughs> yes i knew you were talented but i didn't think it was going to be that quick cool. that yeah. detailed in charcoal That's really cool. <laughs> like, what are you doing man that's awesome yeah so nice. that was uh that was incredible so those are the three labels that we have chalked up now and then i have a generic label for all our seasonal stuff where i'll just write in what it's going to be just yep. so we don't spend a fortune on you know labeling and everything labeling, yeah because yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. it can get a little expensive when packaging yeah um, of course. So yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So all of our flagships are definitely gonna have their own, and then a couple of the the real fun name ones will have probably their own. Cannot, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. And then we want to obviously associate ourselves with some charities moving forward, and yeah, know, of course, do, do the most we can for uh, as many people as possible. That's awesome. Yeah. It's good yeah. to hear, for sure. Ryan, you got anything, my friend? Uh, yeah, I guess the only question that I have, uh, which is my favorite question, is what do you want to learn more about? It could be the brewing process. It could be owning a business. Sure. So the uh, the honest answer is everything. Excellent. Uh, you know, it is everything. Uh, I'm not complacent when it comes to anything. I think there's always areas to grow, and that may be a little bit of the tradesman in me, where materials, processes, applications change, you know, weekly. Um, you know, different materials come out. They get applied differently. So, you know, you can kind of apply that to anything in life. You know, as soon as you think you know everything about it, it changes on you, and then you're last in line. Yep. So, you know, every day I dedicate time to, you know, refining our business plan, refining our model, doing research on even just recycled shirts, you know, small things. I'm just always constantly trying to elevate our business into a position to really succeed and really shine and really set ourselves apart, you know, from, you know, the pack, you know, Definitely. but it's still a, a an awesome group to be a part of, but you still got to find your, your niche, niche yeah. yeah, to kind of set yourself apart, whether it's on the shelf, whether it's on the taste spectrum, the flavor spectrum, or the experience. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in always in trying to evolve that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. I think with those, you know, morals or guidelines, you're going to do awesome. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, I guess I, we have our little goofy questions that we have. Oh, here we go. What do you have in your fridge at home? Beer wise. Uh, so I have some Essex County. Cool. I have the new one, a Synopsum, I think it's called. Cool. Yeah, I grabbed some of that when I was down there uh, chatting with Julian not too long ago. I always have True North in the fridge. Yep. always have Northern Haze. I think yeah. that's, uh, in my opinion, that's the standard for New England IPAs Interesting. Um, yeah. in Massachusetts. It's absolutely my favorite. That's mm -hmm. kind of where 
I loosely base my recipe around uh, as far as like flavor profile yeah. and bite. I, I would say ours is a little less bitter than theirs, but it's very similar. Yeah. Um, I like I said, I think that's the standard for IPA. So yeah. that's where we're on that one. Yep. Yeah. Any guilty pleasure beer? Ooh, not really. No, no, honestly, not heavy. heavies anymore. No, yeah, no, no, no. I stayed away from the ice house. Maybe no, 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 no. Honestly, I wasn't a real big beer guy, uh, beer drinker until a few years ago when I started home brewing. Mm. I was always into scotch, whiskey, vodka, and you know, just bartending for so long. It's like get to the point, you know. You know, I don't want to drink yeah. thirty beers and feel bloated and, and puke on myself anymore. You know, that's yeah. those, yeah, yeah, yeah. those days. You know, three three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know, I really didn't really know about huge craft beer because when I was bartending, it was Sam Adams, Harpoon, yeah. Lagunitas. You know, all kind of magic hat yeah. big boys yeah. that were just off that I never really got into because I was just always into the the whiskey and, and vodka and stuff. So then I started homebrewing. We had the idea, and then I started really get into it. And my friend Joe D'Angelo, who works at True North, uh, shout out to Big Joe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know Big Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I've known him for a long time. We worked together at the uh, Casca Flag and forever oh, okay. ago. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he brought over as soon as because I think he's been at True North since the beginning. Close to. And yeah. He brought some Northern Haze to the beach. Almost three years to the day, uh, two and a half years to two years to the day. Sure. Uh, whatever it is, uh, <laughs> uh, semantics, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he brought he brought it up to the beach, and that was the first time I've had a New England style IPA, and that's when I'm like, this is my, I love it. We're going for it. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. So that was uh, that was where yeah. the idea came from. Do you have a perfect beer and food pairing? Ooh, good question. <laughs> that's that's a very interesting question because a lot of our food. Uh, a lot of our beer, sorry, pairs very well with the food. So IPA and meat just can't go wrong, honestly. So true. You know, any stout with dessert, you mix it up. Obviously, depends what you can put in the stout. You can go a million different flavors. We're actually developing a really cool one, uh, coffee blueberry stout. That is going to be yeah. off the hook. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just playing around with just a couple different processes on that one. Mm. That can go well with any dessert as well. Um, obviously, lobster roll. Yeah, with a lobster beer, which yep. is nice. gonna be. Uh, oh, I need to try that. It sounds now. like yeah. a gimmick, yeah. but it actually works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's. I can't wait And even to if try it is it. a gimmick, who gives a who fuck? Yeah. <laughs> if it tastes good, it tastes good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, I think those two just really complement each other because, yeah. you know, like I said, I thought it was gonna be more of the farmhouse style, but it actually had more of like a lager feel to it, light, crisp, refreshing. You know, all the. Yeah. Call words that they use for all the crispy, you know, crispy boys, <laughs> yeah, crispy all the crispy boys, boys yeah. Crispy boy, you know, yeah. so that's you know a whole yeah. different you know spectrum with the uh, the food and the beverage. So I think any of us could kind of pair up with what that flavor profile is, and you're like, oh, this is pretty good, yeah, pretty right. good. All right. yeah. And all of our sours too. So our sours are more tart than sour. You know, some of them you get, it feels like, like teeth are gonna fall out of your head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, you start playing around with like three pH. Your teeth are going to fall out of your head. Yeah. Some of them are just crazy on the spectrum. So yeah. we wanted drinkability, especially if it's going to be in our tap room. You know, obviously from a marketing standpoint, a business standpoint, you want people to drink more than one. Right. Um, <laughs> but you also don't want them being a liability when they leave your establishment as well. So, you know, so a lot of those line. ones that yeah, are super yeah. uh, flavorful are going to be low ABV. Um, you know, so yeah. we're not going to have too many doubles. Um, we're not going to have, honestly, too many beers above probably five. I love that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah nice sessionable beers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. We'll still have some heavy hitters too. You oh, know, of course. But 
they're not going to be. But your whole menu isn't going to be. Yeah, full. No, 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 no. That's just that's disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Awesome. It's, yeah. Good. Um, oh, for the listeners who are listening and want to try your beer, um, where can we find more information about where beer is, or sure. just to follow you and support you guys? Sure. So you can follow us on our Instagram. That is at Rockport Brewing Co. And the same uh, handle on Facebook. And if you go on our website, rockpupbrewingcompany.com, I have a tab at the top where you just click on it. It says where to buy. Everyone that we distribute to, it's not many places, probably about 15 or so, 14 mm-hmm. or 15. Um, super local places, except for, you know, a couple strategic spots. Like I went to uh, Kenny and Vinyl Square in North Chelmsford. Yep. Uh, CBC in Westford was another fantastic yep. beer store. They moved quite a bit. Um, and also Kay's uh, Cannon Bottle Shop down at Braintree. Yeah. So those are three that are kind of outside the realm of yep. Cape Ann, North Shore. Um, but you can go on the website. You can find it uh, as far as, you know, locally in Rockport. You can find it at uh, Cracker Jacks at Whistlestop Mall and also Sea and Cellar. They open on July 2nd, so they cool. open tomorrow. Cool. Uh, they they got a little scared that they weren't going to have enough beer uh, of our beer because oh, no. they're in there setting up and people keep on knocking on the door asking for our beer. Oh, so um, so cool. they're like, oh, we need more. So cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's uh, it's another humbling, humbling moment. Right? Yeah, yeah, just, you know, it's been incredible. So as far as Gloucester, it's at Seabreeze. It's at uh, Lanesville Liquors, Common Crow. Yep. Um, and then a few other spots I'm just waiting to hear back yeah. on. But I think Very I might cool. be out of beer. By oh, <laughs> no, no, yeah. um, you know, and there's and a couple. Cappy's Peabody, right? Uh, Cappy's Peabody, yep. Yeah. And Lighthouse in Beverly. Uh, also, a Howe Station Market in Middleton cool. and Middleton Bear and Wine. Those are good places, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're fantastic. Yeah. 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 Nice. Awesome. I think this is kind of like the end of the interview. Yeah, so we just have one more question, I think. We do. Oh. Yeah. So uh, we like to ask everyone, what are you most proud of? Honestly, all of it. Um, okay. I know that's cool. that's probably a cop-out. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Just from, just from day one talking about it to where we're at now. You've come a long way, right? It's been, a, it's been yeah. an absolute grind, but... You know, I'm proud of the camaraderie from the brewing community. Um, you know, I'm obviously very proud of my wife uh, putting up with me for all this stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she has been, you know, she, she's been the anchor kind of holding all together. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I couldn't be more proud of, of our situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and just the whole beer experience in general. You know, I'm very proud of the product we've put out. Yeah. You know, just the hours of, of putting into it. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah cool well ray thanks again for doing this thanks for having me yeah. this is great um if you are in the area to get this beer um please by all means highly recommend i would i highly yeah. recommend that yeah. and we don't typically do that at the end of the rest no, but of the episode so easy drinking and, and yeah really it's a perfect summer beer yeah Thank and you. if yeah. you live beyond the area and you want to slip us a dm and want to try this beer maybe we can figure out a way to get you it somehow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we you know our instagram um <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it'd be cool it'd be cool to see your beer somewhere else like colorado or something or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. Honestly, I don't know if that's in our business plan. No, uh, no, I'm just saying yeah. it would be cool to see a picture. Oh, and a picture. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, that would yeah, be, yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but you got to be... Hmm, yeah, I don't know how it would get there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No idea. On the back of a camel, yep. yeah. Yeah, I have no clue. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, Ray, I can't wait actually to catch up with you guys next year and kind of see where you're at. And, and, uh, yeah. In a building somewhere. In a building, yeah. yeah. Hopefully in the build-out and hopefully you come and you check it out before we're open. Exactly. Uh, you know, the invitation's always open. Yeah. Come by and check out my test kitchen. Yeah. Where <laughs> I do all the dirty work well, and, uh, you know, really put the nuts and bolts of this business yeah. plan together. You know, door's always open. Cool. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, we're going to finish off the rest of the hatchet that we have here and uh, well, 
we'll see you on the probably get a little weird so yeah. uh, you guys don't want to hear that but <laughs> we'll catch you next week and uh ryan take us to the outro cheers cheers slancha thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of brew roots i cannot express how thankful i am for you guys listening every week especially uh people taking some time out of their day to comment and rate and subscribe and leave us nice dms and comment on our posts on instagram um it's awesome to do that um i do want to give a major shout out to john abbott from small pond studio in georgetown massachusetts um if you are a local band or a touring band or a singer songwriter podcast (laughs) um please hit up john uh to do the work i mean i think uh the audio quality speaks volumes for what we've done today yeah um, it is smallpondstudios.io io that's cool i uh so definitely make sure you check them out um and if you aren't one of those people and you want to get into that do it too i don't know just do it yes <laughs> um but we have an awesome episode uh, awesome couple episodes lined up for you guys in the next couple of weeks um and we're really able to do that thanks to our listeners um just being the best supporters in the world so we really do appreciate it uh from the bottom of our hearts and uh, i guess i'm going away just wear a fucking mask and be cool and, and wash your hands and more importantly drink beer drink like, local beer yeah drink local beer support the local guys if you're Seriously. not from massachusetts go support your community it's really important yeah and uh until next week cheers cheers, cheers. Ha ha ha! What happened? Silencio, see you play! Right now! <laughs>